it's winter time, the squirrels are around, it's winter time, they're scurrying on the ground, it's winter time, I've hidden all your nuts. <laughs> Didn't care so much about rhyming or tune towards the end of that song, but I'll tell you what that means. It means I'm caring about something else, and that something else is another episode of the Friend Zone podcast. I'm a friend called Dan. And I am a friend called Ryan. This is the Friend Zone podcast. We look at episodes of Friends from the past and mainly ignore them and talk about other things. That's basically what happens every week, isn't it? Yeah, we might just randomly say what the episode was, what we're meant to talk about, and that'd be about it. That's about it, yeah. Sometimes we say the title. We might occasionally mention things to do with Friends. Um, and, uh, and, and that's about it, really. Uh, I'm particularly excited because we were on a break and now we're back. It almost looks as if... You've pieced all your bits of brain back together. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but I'm happy to be here. They've still got the devils. Still got the devils. I've got the worms <laughs> in my brain. I had some mischief done to me today. Just remembered, back to work. It's really busy, right? I was working in the town today, and I could only get so close to this shop that had like a ridiculous amount of parcels. So I thought, right, I'm going to do it in one. Loaded myself up, tears it all up in front of me, kicked the van door shut, locked it with like with like the spare finger i had left and i was like right i'm walking through town let's go right both hands are holding all these parcels this bloke come up to me excuse me mate i thought oh here we go he wants directions he went don't think about having an itchy nose whatever you do (laughs) and walked off (laughs) who's that guy the rumpelstiltskin the joker and he was gone and guess what happened of course it did of course it did mischief mischief that's given me an itchy nose myself actually (laughs) it's back yeah i was like oh brilliant but how dare you it is brilliant it is brilliant was that man darren brown i don't know he's gone i i had a weird dream i dreamt i was drowning in an ocean of orange soda orange soda were you kel yeah kel loves orange soda he do he do he do and now he's dead no he's not is he? Well, he will be at some point. Oh, the the character, not the actor. Yeah, if you want. May I tell you my week? Yep. So everything's coming together in some way, so that's fine. But I've I've made a series of terrible decisions. Okay. Terrible decision number one. Haircut. Oh, that is rude. <laughs> sorry, sorry. The best bit. The best bit about that is before we got on. To talk about this, you were mocking me for my hair being too long. So which is it, Goldilocks? What do you want? What do you want me to do? Have an inverse mohawk? It's just right. Thank you. Bloody custard eating. No, what does she do? (laughs) Was it porridge? Porridge. Porridge eating. Little girl who can't decide. Sleeps in bears' houses. Have a drink, mate. What? What's the moral of that? Don't get caught. What's the moral of Goldilocks and the three bears? People like things differently. Don't trespass. Well, it's don't trespass if the people inside the house are bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a very there's a very enjoyable experience in the game Red Dead Redemption 2, where <laughs> I wish everyone could have seen Ryan's world-weary face then. But um what happens is you go into a cabin and there's a <laughs> there's an spoilers. There's an old lady and she goes, Ah, it's you. Come and deliver my package downstairs. Snip, snip, come on. She's a bit, like, rude about it. But as to, if you, if you as the character of Arthur Morgan do just walk in, she goes, right, that's it. And then you're in the... And she goes, hang on a minute. You're not that. 
you're not a delivery man. Get out of my house. <laughs> and uh, if, you, if you just leave, she's not rude to you. It's weird. You can choose to pop her in the head if you want, but I chose not to. Oh. Because it's unnecessarily violent. But if you don't, it's a curiously... There's no punctuation to it. She mistakes you for a delivery man. Yeah. You root around in a cellar. There's not much to nick. Oh, goodness me. Well, because <laughs> I'm, you know, moral enough not to kill her, but not so moral that I won't thieve from her when she thinks I'm her long-lost son or whatever it was. Very strange. You couldn't even call it a mission, really. It's just a, an encounter. There's also another cabin where there's a big surprise that I won't reveal, so I don't know why I started saying this, but yeah, something... Oh, I want to know. Well, spoilers. Anyone who doesn't want to know, stop listening for 30 seconds. Um, you open a door and a great bear attacks you. And it is a... a you it's need... so scary. I honestly nearly fell off my bed. That links so well to the bloody Goldilocks. It doesn't it just synergy. So, poor decision number one of this week. Um, well, the first poor... How many of these? It's a, it's hanging. How many decisions are we going through? Three. Ideal. Third yeah. of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Third of the way through this terrible nightmare of a conversation <laughs> for you. Um, number one, I saw. I found a flight... To a hot country, 22 degrees for £30 return. Um, so I could have gone to this place and it would have cost me less than £100 for three days in a hot country. I could have gone swimming in the sea. I could have eaten good food. I could have had a lovely time for less than £100. And it is now 120 just for the flight. So I could go, but it would be marred by the knowledge that it's more than tripled. Yeah. So that is poor decision number one. because Missed it. Yeah, well, I think so, but I I also feel like majorly anxious about the thought of staying in this country when I have three days off. I just feel like I want to start my my travels again, really. So I'm feeling very remorseful about that because if I had made the right decision, I would be at this point. I would be having a holiday to look forward to tomorrow, uh, as it stands. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Why? What's happening tomorrow? Nothing for you. What's happening for you? Nothing. Working. Oh yeah. Well, you'll be all right. Yeah, I'll be all right. Um. Poor decision number two. That was number two. Was it? What was number one? Your haircut. <laughs> you dickhead. There's nothing wrong with my haircut. I'm a bald man who's held on to his hair for 32 years. I should be applauded. No, I'm sure you've done number one. Forget it. All right, number two. Uh, poor decision number two. I, I, Because I'm an idiot, I have to go to work in a minute because I'd left something there that I need. It's a totally reversible mistake, but it's just annoying because it's going to take time. Um, Dan forgot to flush the toilet. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I left I left the kind of thing that would be um, worshipped by Ewoks floating in the toilet. Something large and unwieldy. Um, Did I tell you I got my rejection letter from the Origami University? <sighs> Go on. Don't know what to make with it. No! You can't have that! I don't know what to make with it. I don't know what to, what to make of it. Said it wrong. Did I say it wrong? He said it wrong. All right. But even make of it doesn't work. I don't know what to make of it. I suppose that does work, but no, it's not good. There, I, I, can I be honest? I thought that was going to go somewhere magnificent. I was really looking forward to it. Do you know another bad one? Yeah, go on. I got my son a flat piece of cardboard for Christmas. Yeah, go on. He asked for an Xbox. I'm afraid I don't get that, Ryan. It used to be a box. Xbox. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> that is completely unacceptable. Complete. You must be alive at this time of year. The amount of shitty cracker jokes you're gonna. Ha- you, this this is the time of year when you gather them for the rest of the for the next twelve months, isn't it? You are. I've a, got a one. Joke, Do you want a, a joke. I've squirrel. got one last one for you. Go on. 
And it would be one to see if you can guess what it is, right? Okay. Oh, good. Okay, I'm good at this. I went into a bakery today. Yeah, go on. And I asked a baker, I said, why are, why are your cakes 50p, but that one's a quid? Do you know what he said? Let me guess. Mm. Why are your bake? Why are your cakes fifty p? But it's a quid. So the joke. What are the possibilities here? So it's it's either a pun on a type of cake. Well, it's it's a it's a cake related pun because if it, if it could be anything else, it would be something else. So it must be something that that it could just specifically be cakes. So it's going to be or bread maybe. So it it will be something like it will be a, it will be some kind of a <laughs> bakery pun, obviously, or it'll be something like a sale. It'll be uh, go on, give it to me. So I said, "Why are your cakes fifty p? But that one's a quid." He said, "That's Madeira cake." That's all right, actually. I don't mind that. Right. I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't mind that. What What is always better than the joke is your face <laughs> when when you drop it because it is like a little cat who's been caught shitting in the kitchen. <laughs> it's a mixture of shame and pride. A weird, <laughs> a weird combination. It's um. I mean, yeah. It it, it you should be ashamed, but. Thanks for trying, I guess. Are there any jokes? Here's my question to you. Are there any jokes that you read and you go, no, I can't do that one. That's too bad. Yeah, of course there is. No, don't believe you. What's worse than some of the ones you've done? What? What what joke could possibly be so bad that you would turn it down? I'll go on. Go on. Did you hear farmers have to talk to cows to make them produce more milk? Go on. It's like in one ear and out the other. <laughs> Mate, that's good. <laughs> you, you're you're turning down the goodies for no reason. All right, okay. Maybe no, nothing's off limits now. So prepare for a different a cycle of all sorts. <laughs> a cycle of all sorts, uh, presented by Bassett's. Hang on, a can cycle... I ask you a personal question? Yeah, go on, always. Can you relay three of the jokes I told you this evening back to me? Show you listen. Um, bloke goes into a bakery. Baker says, "Would you like to see my dearer cake?" He says, "Is that your most expensive one?" And he says, "No, it's a f- type of cake. It's got nothing to do with the price. What are you talking about? Have you got flour in your ears? What's wrong with you? Why aren't you listening? Get out of my shop if you're not going to take it seriously." That was one of them. The other one nice. was um, I don't believe you told another joke. No, not the one that just told you. Oh, well, obviously that one, but we all remember that one. So that's oh, obviously. Right. Yeah, now it's obvious. You just said it, so obviously we all remember that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was quite a good joke. Thanks, mate. You're welcome. Let's move on. Well, let's move on, actually. And let's... <laughs> that's good. Well, can I can I do a bit of Friends-related news? Always. There was a Friends theory that came out this week, and it caught my attention, and I really enjoyed it, and I thought I would like to share it with you. Yes, please. So anyone just will know. And can I just say as well, I I think we underestimated how viral we went with this because the um, the only post from our Reddit account uh, was read by 20,000 people, 22,000 people at current 
and was upvoted 2,000 times or something. 5,000, I think it got. And uh, the theory was that each episode of Friends takes place in a different universe because there are inconsistencies that can be explained away by the idea that that episode of Friends where it takes place exclusively in a universe where Phoebe's a high-powered businesswoman and Rachel is wearing a cow print coat, but I can't really remember what else is different. Oh, she's still married to Barry that that wasn't the only time that that happened, that every episode that we watched was actually a different a different reality. Um, every single well, one? Well, most of them, yeah. Sometimes they return to the okay. same reality, but almost everyone. And uh, somebody on Reddit added the idea that um, maybe that's what the title of each episode is about. It's actually the name of the universe. So it's the one with the cow jacket is the universe with the... And so on. Quite a nice wrinkle it added to the theory, I thought. But that... Didn't we also kind of mention that ourselves, though? Um, I have to give that person credit because I don't think I'd come up with that. That feels like something that they, that they added to it. So I can't say that that is okay. from me. Um, but it's a bloody good idea. Uh, so I, And it's not like I've credited this person. I've just said some person on Reddit. But whoever you are, well done, because it was your idea, I think. But Congratulations. Yeah. And um, uh, here's the theory. You know, in one of the early episodes, Ross fumbles with an umbrella and it opens well it's the first episode isn't it yeah. as he meets rachel yeah when he meets rachel the theory is the reason that they don't get together properly until seven years later is because when he opened the umbrella inside he gave himself seven years bad luck and cursed well he gave them both seven years bad luck and cursed them by opening the umbrella inside between them and that's why seven years to the day after that episode is the episode when Rachel says that she is pregnant with his son, yeah, with his daughter. And that is what starts them to being Ross and Rachel again. Seven years. Well, the bad luck runs out. So at the exact seven year point after that, coincidentally, they, they, uh, that's the episode where Rachel says that she's pregnant with Emma. Well, that's the episode she finds out she's pregnant, but obviously she was pregnant before. Yeah, but it's the episode when she tells Ross, so that's what puts things in motion. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Is it a seven-year thing, is it? Open yeah. up an umbrella? I know it's with smashing the same. mirror and stuff, same. isn't it? But... Yeah, you get seven years bad luck if you open an umbrella mm. indoors. Same as stepping under a ladder. Yeah, seven years bad luck for that. You probably do that quite a lot in the line of your duty. What, yeah. step under the ladders? Well, you're traipsing around all over the place, aren't you? You're bound to go under ladders. I'm not mincing around building <laughs> sites all day. <laughs> fair enough. G- great shout for the yeah. word mincing there. I'd like to reclaim that because I do have a fair amount of mincing. I mince all over the place. That's the only way to walk. The mincing postman, they call me. But there he is, there mincing he is. around. Mincing, mincing, mincing. There he, g- mincing. There he goes, mincing raw beef. Rye. Mincing rye. Yeah. There he Why is. do you call him raw beef? Well, because he's a little bit of a mince. A mincer... I like mincing. It's not a pejorative and it's something I do on a daily. Now, enough of this. Um, that's the theory. What do you make of it? Enjoyable? <laughs> Great. Like it. Let good. Interesting. Good. I'm glad you like it. Now let's talk about friends. I'm going to look out for more instances of where people might have ex- in- initiated some bad luck starting. Yes, why not? It's a bit of a curse. But- I think it's fun. It's fun to look at these things. Like um, somebody pointed out to me that in one of the early Rocky films, somebody says about Adrienne, Adrienne, that um, to Rocky, he says, 
some unkind things about her intellect and you're taking her to a zoo because that's where you take um, people of limited intelligence. He says something a lot more unkind. And, and he and the man says, don't be unkind about uh, Adrienne, blah, 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 blah. In the second film, Rocky does, or like third or fourth film, Rocky does actually take her to the zoo. So it's almost like he heard... It's like he's saying that he thinks that she's stupid, basically, because the guy said, oh, the zoo is where you take stupid people, and then he actually does take her to the zoo. So it's like, is he taking her there because he believes that that's where you take... Do you know what I mean? It just adds something to it, doesn't it, mate? It just adds a little something to it. Yeah, you like a little bit of wonder if they thought that through or they just forgot. It's just a bit of extra seasoning. It keeps my mind busy. Otherwise, you're just watching two people have a conversation. What's interesting about that? It's got to be something. Otherwise, why bother? It's got to be, it's got to be yeah. more to it, I think, personally. Or you can just watch something new and stop rewatching stuff. The new Sabrina, that's been weird. Oh, yeah, not really seen any of that. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen any of that, so the not really bit was a bit... Hilda and Zelda. I wonder if Sabrina Watch will, uh, or whatever they're called, uh, our podcast brethren. Sabrina who... the Teenage Watch. Sabrina the Teenage Watch. I wonder if they'll do new Sabrina. We could always ask them, couldn't we? Um, but a new Sabrina's pretty weird, because Hilda and Zelda are cannibal Satanists. Just leave it oh, there. goodness yeah, me. Yeah, they actually are. So strange. Anyhow, let's begin by talking about Friends, shall we? Let's do it, mate. What episode are we on, mate? Episode 41 of the Friends Zone podcast, but you're currently on season two, episode eight of Friends. Oh, I love it. We are about to discuss the one with the list, which is not what I thought it was. Did you get tricked into thinking that the one with the list was the one about the one where he makes a list of famous people he's allowed to bosh? No. Ah, well, I thought that. And a very good episode, by all accounts. Um... Even though noted... Want to look forward to it? Well, I'm looking forward to it. Noted European actress um, and also part-time block of wood, Isabella Rossellini. She, I, Her acting style does not work for me, I'm afraid. Okay. The way she's acting in this episode, she doesn't seem to be convincingly human, let alone... I've made a list of guys in coffee houses and you're not on it. <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. Not good acting, Isabella Rossellini. But then she's the one with the Oscar nomination, so what do I know? Or has she even got an Oscar nomination? I don't know. Well, I don't have one, basically, so she wins. Uh, yet. Well, I mean, yet. Yeah. Um, so this episode, let's give a little summary. What happens in this episode, Ryan? You're asking for a bit I of am. Bible reading. This is the bit when Ryan cracks open his beloved tome and finds out what the makers of Friends themselves, or at least the people who prepare the Blu-ray, uh, words uh, think episodes are about. Okay, <clears throat> silence. Let's listen. Rachel makes a painful discovery concerning Ross. Monica's new boss gives her an impossible task. What? What do you? Mm, I'm going to give that a solid three out of nine. I think. I don't think. It, yeah. I'd, um, impossible task sounds a lot more interesting than tries to cook with a bit gross chocolate. Yeah, try try and cook with this something something that doesn't taste nice. Yeah, chocolate with cat hair in it, granted, but um, is it cat hair? No, that's the pistachios, isn't it? We have had uh, mocklet, haven't we? Because they gave it away at um, Friends Own Pod. Well, you gave it away, but they sold well, it yeah. in the shop. Yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> yeah. I say you gave I, it away, stingy I, one cube. 
And it was expensive, mate. It was three pounds for a, for a book of chocolate. Mm. It was, you know, it was just normal chocolate. I, I did notice, because at the time, I only bought it because I was so impressed that the label was exactly the same as um, as the chocolate uh, featured in the episode. And now looking back, it wasn't. Not the same at no. all. It was close. Oh. It was close, but it wasn't. I, I don't get off on close. I get off on exactly right. And it, Yeah, if you're going to make the effort, make yeah, the effort. Get it. If you're going to go to the moon, I won't be impressed if you end up in the back garden. Do you know what I mean? It, it, yeah, I mean, if you're going to get your hair cut, get it cut properly. Fuck off with my hair cut. <laughs> What's wrong with my lovely hair? Jesus. Uh... <laughs> that is three, Cantum. Three references to my beautiful hair. What is happening? Monster. <laughs> Someone biting. I am. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm having the bait. Um... <laughs> There's no need to split hairs, is there? Oh man, <laughs> I, I my hair does look particularly ridiculous. Also, I shaved my beard a little too short, and that's never good. I'm not. I'm just not one of those people who's supposed to have no beard. There's no need to mull it over, is there? Yeah, you did that one earlier, but now you're doing it for our friends. Now you're doing it for the audience. He did that. He did that to me privately before we came on air, and now he's just popping it out again for everyone to see. Let's just comb over this quickly and. <gasps> What a horrible thing to say. I don't have a comb over. I don't have enough hair for a comb over. I've tried. You didn't even have a mullet, mate. I'm just saying stuff. That's a great summary of most of your output. <laughs> you can get into my flipping bar of chocolate. Oh, mate. The... Oh. <laughs> uh, if you can hear that rustling noise, I don't care, frankly. It's some peanut uh, Oreo chocolate and I won't be made to apologise. Peanut butter Oreo chocolate. Yes, you heard me. Oh, you... All three of my favourite things at once. You deserve the bad things. <laughs> oh dear. Oh. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. No, thank you, sir. No? No. Sometimes it's best not to meet it your is, heroes. It is, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's best not to... Um... Not to eat them either. Mm. I mean, I'm not stopping. I mean, so it can't is, be that bad. Yeah, this is this is gold. <laughs> Keep going. It's the most sense you've made all night. People don't mind. I've got to eat, and I might die else. <laughs> it's a strange reaction to laugh at the thought of my death. I see. I heard something funny at work oh, the other day. This young lad, he's not obviously can't do much in terms of a facial hair situation, and he had a bit of a tufty moustache kind of thing, like this little whiffy thing. And there's an old boy that works near him. And obviously, I saw him in the morning and thought, oh, it looks a bit funny. Anyway, I hear out of nowhere, oh, Christ, you're right, mate. He goes, yeah, what? Oh, I thought your eyebrows were falling down. <laughs> what do you mean? Hey, me know. <laughs> Exactly. What? What? When has this worked? Because <laughs> this young lad had like a whiffy little moustache. <laughs> That's very. That is very funny. I'd never. Yeah, never heard it before. And I was like, it was one of those things where I wasn't involved in it, <laughs> but I was close enough to. I was, I was to benefit from it because I, I kind of knew the context. That's a good one. I'll get. I'll take that. I was in the toilet the other day in town, 
and a member of the just a general member of the public came and sat next to me in the cubicle next to me and he went <laughs> he went so he was in the toilet was, <laughs> and then and then <laughs> when it went in the water and then he went oh for fuck's sake <laughs> now oh. what do you <laughs> what do you think had happened what why was he angry what was it? I couldn't work out. Maybe he's checking his accumulator on his phone while he's doing it. Oh, possibly, possibly. Um, giving himself pink eye in the process, no doubt. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what battle he'd lost, but he was not happy. <laughs> I mean, it coming out isn't a bad thing, surely. He's gone to do it. No, right, that's what you're aiming for, surely to God. Mm. Well, it's a mystery wrapped in an enigma, Ryan, frankly. It's a what? Sorry, a mystery? A mystery wrapped in an a mystery wrapped in an enigma. That's hard to say, even slow. Okay. So, oh, yeah, friends. friends, yeah. Rather than blow by blow, should we just discuss the the central theme of this episode, which is, as yep. it so often is, who is right and who is wrong? Rachel versus Ross. <laughs> Ross versus Rachel. The central conflict in this episode with whom... my issue with this. Go on. It's, is, it's not even Ross's fault. Nobody helps Ross. Not only do they... Well, go on. Yeah, let's hear your thoughts on the matter. You'd think Phoebe, Monica would be talking to Rachel, going, look, look, I'm sure Chandler and Joey just run away, take no ownership of it whatsoever, even when Chandler admits to it to everyone apart from Rachel, and it was him that wanted to make the list kind of thing. They just leave Ross alone. They do abandon him a bit. Do you think it's Chandler's fault? Because, like, there's a difference, I suppose, isn't there, between... So, say... Say you... Um, say you threw a banana peel behind you. Just threw it behind you. Not, not with any aim. You just threw it over your shoulder. And somebody slipped on it and fell off a cliff. Would you be responsible for their death? I think it... Well, yeah, without your actions, they'd be alive. What then if you... You wouldn't have murdered them. Right. But your negligence would have caused it. Let's not, let's not think of it in terms of legally, because I think the law is meant to serve right and wrong. So let's skip worrying about the law, because that's when you get tied up in semantics. Let's only worry about right and wrong. What if then you see the banana skin on the floor, look at the cliff, notice that somebody could slip on that and die but but don't cl clean up the banana skin are you responsible then this is a fun podcast isn't it <laughs> i mean less so because you haven't done it but then you have done something but then that but then that's thinking legally isn't it because that's talking about obligations. What are you obliged to do? And that's not really the question. If you if you see it and you put it together that it could cause harm, and you don't, I mean, legally speaking, this is this is the crime of omission. This is failing to do something that mm -hmm. that could prevent something bad from happening. But in that sense, I think for me, I think Chandler is. Chandler is unquestionably the reason that Rachel nearly breaks up with Ross, without question. He, he could easily say, I pushed it for him to do this. Yeah. The way I've written it sounds worse than what he actually said. Yeah. 
none of it is in the right context. It's all on me. Yeah. But Ross, you should you should have just said no. It's but the way it's read, the way it's ri- written, and the way it comes out, Ross is thrown completely under the bus. Yeah, totally. And I expect Monica and Phoebe and stuff to go. Look, look, look. I'm sure it's not right. And like, just say, look, look. We spoke to Chandler. It was him. You know, just help the situation, not just leave the crybar window. It's so strange. It's yeah, I completely agree with you. It's a weird. It's weird for a number of reasons. It's weird because. Um, Ross doesn't really even try and explain. Mm. But it's that loyalty to Chandler, because in that case, my estimation of Ross goes up quite significantly because he gets thrown under the bus, bus massively, but he doesn't throw Chandler under the bus. But he doesn't do the same thing to Chandler. Yeah, but he's got no reason to. Chandler should just take it. It was his fault. If Ross was to say, look, look Chandler did it, Chandler did it, then Chandler like, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah, take the hit. It was. Do you think that Rachel has any right to be as upset as she is? Going on, I think it's something she she probably should have got over a little bit quicker. Is what he said as bad as all that, though? It's not as bad. She is a bit spoiled. I mean, uh, this this is when this is when my slight, um, slightly, uh, I don't know. Um, overly emotionless, mechanical, logical side comes out a bit because I don't understand what's so bad about saying something that's true. If it's hurtful, then so be it. But sometimes I can understand the need to be um, tactful and sometimes I can't. And like part of me is saying well, you are spoiled, so what's the problem? Like, deal with the reality of it. If Because so, I, if I agree with someone about what they're saying, even if I don't like it, I generally won't challenge it. Like, if someone says, and I will generally, I think, I don't know if, if this feels true to you, but I think that I will say, if people get me, I'm like, yeah, you got me there. Do I, do I tend to do that? What, except something that someone said? E- if I see that, if I feel that something is true, even if it's negative, I don't. I don't think I only believe things that are positive. Is that fair to say? Yeah. But yes. So maybe, maybe that's not true. But my perception. I am a relatively reasonably fair critic of myself, and like, if people say, "Oh, you're being a bit of a dickhead," I will generally go, oh, "Yeah." I think you you can know what what kind of mood you're in. You can accept when people tell you what kind of mood you're in. But that doesn't mean you can get out of that kind of mindset and definitely. Mood of time. No, I can't do that. I can't do that. I've never been able to do that. I need, mm. like, the ideal situation. You can go, yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah. then, but this is going to be the way for a little bit. Yeah. I think that's fair. Is that right? Yeah. I, th- I just, I'm wondering, I'm wondering if someone came to me with a list like the list of Rachel's and gave me all of my flaws and faults, would I take it on the chin or. Like, if someone, I don't know what, probably, I think I... If someone came up to you and said, look, I think you need a haircut. (laughs) You absolute... (laughs) There is, listeners, there is nothing wrong with my hair, apart from the fact that there's not enough of it. That is it. If anything, he should be taking the piss out of the fact that I'm bald. But instead, he's mocking the absence of hair that is my hair. 
I don't understand what's happening. I'm being mocked for it's like he's taking a piss out of my wings or my or my cape. <laughs> I just don't understand it. I've been mocked for something that isn't there. It's extraordinary. So you take it on the chin. <laughs> no, I'm the one who's oh, no, if it's true. And if you said I was a big bald slapper, I'd go, yes, I am a big bald slapper. Bastards. Yeah, hilarious, actually. Hilarious. You did get me there. A good one. You made your point very well. Do you know what I did this week that I completely forgot to tell you when we were catching up at the beginning? If it's having a haircut, I've covered it. <laughs> not anything to do with having my hair cut, but it is to do with being naked. I went to, I went to a, a, a naked swim at a public pool. It was so right. weird, mate. So weird. Can I fill you in on it? I beg your pardon? doesn't sound that dirty, but I see where you're going, but it didn't really work, that one. I, um, no. I, went, I, went to, <laughs> I went to the local swimming pool, and they did a naked on Monday. So I turned up, and I mm. thought, I'm, I think I'm going to be too afraid to do this, but I'm going to try anyway. So I turn up. And there's a bunch of unfriendly older people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these people look like nudists. They're all about 60 and they're all quite grumpy looking with sandals and socks. And because um, we weren't naked at this point, we were waiting in the lobby. And I was thinking, I am 1% ready for this and 99% ready to turn out the door. I just need a good reason to turn around and leave. And it never came. So I just like, oh, glad. <laughs> so when it was time to pay, I paid. When it was time to go into the change room, I went to the change room. When it was finally time to walk out into the pool, I did it all the time thinking I'm going to back away at some point. And um, so I emerged out into the pool completely naked. That's a weird experience. And the uh, like 22-year-old Lynx Africa smelling guards, umpire, life umpire, what they called up on their big tall chairs. Lifeguard. Lifeguard up on this big old chair sat there l- looking at his um looking at his uh magic watch his um smart watch looking bored af like literally looking at the heavens furious it must be the most complicated shift for him to work through like you have to be watching people but but you don't want to be looking yeah he didn't look he didn't look at one person he was oh, so God. awkward did you all come out alive <laughs> well yeah because they're all seasoned pros they've been swimming for like 50 years and it needs some some derrick on top of a life umpire tower staring down at them and uh so he's going he's going through the motions like glaring at the ceiling and i'm like it stopped being weird after the first half hour and then it just ended up being like cold and mm. and i was like this is very weird but it was a perfectly pleasant experience but i won't bother doing it again off my... Must be weird though, because you often see like when blokes get into a swimming pool, there's always that midway point where contact's made with water, and giving it hot or cold, it's always a oh oh as you adjust into it. Yes, do you know what I noticed in relation to that? Most people walked round to the deep end and got in there, and I wonder if that's why. I wonder if it's because um, you, or the water you just go straight in, the water goes up to your shoulders and. It's refracted to such a point that you can't really see what's going on below the 
the shoulders. Okay. So I wonder if that was deliberate. I did have a moment where I went to get out of the pool, not at the steps midway because I got foot cramps. So I heaved myself up on my arms and then I was like, this lifeguard's going to see my asshole. <laughs> so I plopped back into the water and dragged myself with cramp. And I was like, I, I can't remember the last time I've been in that much pain because foot cramp hurts. And it was oh, horrible. Better, even though it was agony. It was like walking on a blade of glass, a massive blade of glass. Do you say blade of glass? That sounds wrong. Oh, I'm thinking blade of grass. But what's a big, big old stick of glass? Shard. A shard. Thank you, mate. So. There's none of that in the pool, was there? No, not that I'm aware of. So that happened. And that was fun. I enjoyed it. Was it just mainly blokes? No, it was an even mix. So that's what happened to me. Very interesting it was too. Wouldn't bother going again, I don't think. But glad I did it. Oh, give it another, give it one more go to see if there's a different click. Uh, well, I've done it now. I just don't know what I would get from going again. A swim? Yeah, true. It was very interesting. And I recommend most people try it once because it does dispel you of some long... I mean, obviously... I do it a lot at the beach. I take my gear off at the beach a lot, you know, when it's acceptable, when it's legal and acceptable to do so. But um, the... Uh, but um, Did anybody just do backstroke or was it mainly keep stuff under Not one under single backstroke. In fact, the, uh, the only person that did backstroke was this geezer here because I can't swim that well. Uh, I'm po- Listeners, I'm pointing to myself. There's not someone stood behind me. Or is there? Less drag, I bet, isn't there? It'd be like swimming with an anchor <laughs> if you do it on your front. Yeah, mate. Cut yourself from the bottom of a pool. Yeah, cool. And that's in the deep end. <laughs> yeah, um... <laughs> mate, I think we covered friends quite broadly there. <laughs> but I think... Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question about friends? If Ross didn't break yeah. up with Julie... Checking they would have lasted. It, if Ross had never found out about Rachel, possibly. Because, about, well, I just see a. Think she can consider what he's done. Yeah. When she reacts the way she did, a higher proportion of relationships than I realised are about you'll do, you'll do. Not that I'm judging. Tolerance. Not that I'm judging anyone's decision, but it's like. When you're at the beginning of uh, a sports group and you have to go, or any class where you have to sort yourself into pairs, you're not spending ages picking the perfect one. You are just going, yeah, yeah, you'll do. I can make it work with you. The tasks we have to set, I can make it work with you. And that's what most relationships are. And that's totally fine. And I think he could have settled uh, happily. We talk about settling like it's a bad thing. If it works, it works. But... um and I think it's our Valentine's have... Day special. <laughs> I think he could have. I think he could have settled with Julie and been perfectly happy. But yeah, she's not Rachel. So, oh. but then was he ever that happy with Rachel? That's the question. They spent most of the ten years kind of in misery because of each other. Because of the bloody umbrella. Because of that cursed umbrella. I'd like to have seen that play called Ross and Rachel where they go into they go into what a couple like Rachel might have been once they've gotten together. And that, yeah. that's quite interesting. So I believe it ends with, well, spoilers, but Rachel doesn't come out of it that well. Dead. Um, 
dead, yeah, dead. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting thoughts on, on this episode. It's quite a good episode in general. There's a semi-amusing um, B-plot about chocolate. Yeah, and, and Chandler is protective of a screen like you are. I I was going to say that, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Why would... Uh, also, how hilarious is it when he's reading out the stats of his computer? And it's like, I think he says 500 megabyte RAM. Or something. Yeah, not even that. I don't think, like 52. I th- yeah, something like that. I worked it out as being about the equivalent of 12 songs. <laughs> in terms of, like, the computing power of a calculator, basically. And he thinks he can play Doom on it. Yeah. Was Doom... when When Doom first came out, was it just like... A smiley face on a black background and nothing else. Because <laughs> if it just was the Windows logo, <laughs> I vaguely remember Doom, the initial Doom, and I think it was fairly basic actually. So they might have gotten away with it, but yeah, he was so boastful about something that I don't really think he had any grounds to boast about. But it's, God bless yeah, him for it trying. There's a lesson to be learned with technology that don't push it lots in episodes of things because. Yeah, nothing will date you more than declaring you the stats of your... And I think uh, we might have talked about this before, but uh, there's a video floating around, isn't there, of Rachel and and um, Chandler. Not Jen and Matthew, but Rachel and Chandler, I believe, oh, um, yes. t- talking about the, the uh, Windows um, operating system. I think it's Windows or maybe it's Mac. I don't know. I'm not big on facts, everyone. This is why the internet was invented, so that you can check. It got sent to us, didn't it? The friend's own podcast got sent it. We did, didn't we? We did. By a beloved fan. Legend. 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 Legend of the um, fall. Friends still. Do you hear they've apparently yeah. taken it off Netflix? American Netflix. Yeah. We've had a few people messaging saying better find the DVDs, but... <laughs> but luckily... They're only taking it off of American Netflix. Same. If they take it off UK Netflix, yeah, better find those DVDs. Mm. But um, but yeah, we're okay for now, luckily. Luckily? If not, it's on Channel luckily. 5. I can just watch it on demand. Yeah, all right. All right, mate. It's take the 2019. This world's bigger than Netflix. <laughs> I suppose it is, mate. I suppose it is. Well... With the thought of a great, big, beautiful world, let's stride off into it. What episode are we looking at next, Ryan? Well, next, Dan, it's the one with Phoebe's dad. Oh, I don't recall Phoebe's dad, so I feel like we know how that episode goes. There we are. Do we ever meet? Well, we'll discuss it next week, won't we? save it. Sorry, I will save it. Well, it's been a pleasure catching up with you, Ryan. And you, Dan. It's been too long. Yeah, it has, hasn't it? And now I know why. You're doing my head in. Well, you're doing my head in because uh, the weight of my terrible haircut is uh, weighing it in. I don't know what I'm talking about. I tried to get, tried to get myself with a haircut joke, but I just can't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I'm going to F off into the night then, aren't I? And I will see yeah. you all. See you next time. I've been a friend called Dan. And I have been a friend called Ryan. And we've been there for you because you were there for us too. Bye. Bye.